This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. Today's podcast, I'm going to share with you from an actual church service that I was speaking at, and it was just after a very unique and interesting situation happened to me. Let me give you some context to it. Every morning I have two prayer times. My first is my horizontal prayer time where all I do is when I wake up is just thank the Lord, show gratitude and appreciation just because, because, because of who He is and what He's already done. And this particular morning a few weeks ago, I had my earplugs in. I woke up, get ready to go to a meeting, and I woke up and I had my eyes closed. I was having my prayer time and I felt my dog jump up on the bed and get next to me, which is normal. And then I felt this presence and I thought my wife sat down next to me, and through my earplugs, I could hear Zoe, and that was it, just Zoe. So I thought that was interesting. I opened my eyes and noticed the dog was not there, and my wife wasn't there, and realized, what was the Lord trying to tell me? Why did I hear so clearly the word Zoe? And so as I began to process that over the next few days, I began to share, I believe the Lord is calling us back to that divine life, that place of of God life, that place of, of the Zoe divine God life. In fact, you'll hear in the message, I talk about the tree of life in Genesis and the tree of life in Revelation, and it's the Zoe life, or the actual Greek would be Zoe, but I heard it like I would normally hear it in everyday vernacular. It was Zoe. I could clearly hear that in my head. And I, it seemed so audible in the midst of that moment when I was praying. So I began to develop this in my, in my heart to begin to ponder, what is God saying? I believe we're in a time where the hour is late. And I believe we're in a time we need to begin to speak the God life. We need to manifest the God's word and God's word is true and speak the word of God and speak the truth because we need the Zoe, the God life manifest in more ways than ever before. We need as a church to awaken from our slumber and sleep. And in the message, you'll hear me talk about Eutychus in Acts chapter 20. That word is the Zao. It was also the breath of life. We see in Ezekiel, the breath of life. God wants us to get our eyes fixed back on the gaze of the Lord, fixing our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith, the Zoe life, so that we can manifest God's Holy Spirit for the breath of life. I believe God is saying to us as the church that we've got to quit being asleep and slumbering because the hour is already late. And it's time for us to wake up from our sleep, to get back to that Zao, that breath of life, get back to the Zoe of the divine revelation and the presence of God, because the world around us has so much bad news. They need the good news that only comes from Jesus who said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's the Zoe life. He also says, I come to give you life and life more abundant. That's the, that's the Zoe life. God wants to give us life in the God divine life so that we can manifest his breath of life to a world that desperately needs him. Let's go into the message. This past Monday, I had earplugs in the night before to get a good night's sleep. I tend to be a light sleeper. I woke up in the morning. I'm laying there with my eyes closed trying to wake up and begin to start my process of praying and thanking the Lord for everything. I felt my dog get up uh, on the bed near my leg and snuggle, so I thought, okay, that's normal. And then, then I felt somebody sit down next to me, and I thought it was Lisa, my wife. And I hear very clearly, in, with my earplugs, Zoe. And I thought my wife was trying to wake me up, but why would she wake me up saying Zoe? 
So I looked and said, what'd you say? No dog, no wife, but the presence of God was right there. I'm thinking, what is God trying to say? So over the last couple of few days, I've been processing, sharing it with our team, and God began to develop something, because I believe we're in a Zoe moment. And the way it's really pronounced in the Greek is Zoe, but we all know it as Zoe, the divine life, God life. And I began to research this, and I'm looking, because I feel like God's trying to say something to us all, to speak Zoe, to speak life, to see resurrected life, to see renewed vision, a renewed revelation of who God really is in our lives, to speak the breath of life over his people. And we did that actually recently at a pastor's gathering. Uh, We do a monthly pastor's gathering for the greater Houston area. We rotated around, and our last one was last Thursday, and I felt like this was the word to share in a small sense because it's in a limited uh, uh, opportunities as we facilitate other things. But God began to do something stirring in these pastors, this resurrection of this idea that God is up to something. He's stirring in the mulberries. The wind of God is beginning to blow. And no matter what we see outside in all the fodder and all the news and all the other difficulties, the church is an answer to the world today. The world seems to be spinning out of control with one crisis or scandal after another. The problems facing our generation are real, and it's easy to feel impotent in answering the cries around us. But the church has the answer, God's redeeming, all-powerful love. At Somebody Cares Global Summit, October 17th through the 19th in Houston, Texas, we will connect with and learn from like-minded believers, glean from seasoned and godly leaders, experience practical and spiritual equipping for impact, and be sent out with vision, purpose, and power. Let's change the narrative in our communities and nation. Join us at the Global Summit and be part of something bigger than yourself. Visit somebodycares.org for more details and to register. That's somebodycares.org. And we need the breath of God, we need the life of God, the Zoe of God, to begin to move again in such a way in and through the church that people's lives will be transformed. Now, interestingly... The word for tree of life, and I've been sharing on my weekly podcast on Charisma Podcast Network, which is called A Word Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. Little did I realize that really it's all about what I've been talking about, Zoe, because I was talking about the temptation and overcoming temptation that began in the point of first reference, and that was in Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve were tempted by the the, the serpent, the, 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 the cunning one, the sly one who uh, even used God's word or questioned God, but he said, didn't God say? So he's using God and trying to make them say, oh, God said, didn't he? And they began to say, oh, yeah, but it wasn't the whole truth and nothing but the truth. The devil will always use something that looks good, desire, and pleasurable to get our attention and to twist the truth. And he says, didn't God say? And then she, and Eve says, well, God said we can eat of any tree in the garden except for the tree of good and evil. It's interesting. Why would you want to partake of something? if you're Look, if you're walking with God in the cool of the day, you got it pretty good. I mean, hanging out, don't have to worry about wearing nothing. I mean, you know, and don't have to worry about, about you know, gossip and murmuring. Don't have to worry about, you know, striving. It's just, wow, we're walking with God in the cool of the day in a place that God had created called the Garden of Eden. So all you get when you eat of the tree of good and evil, if you already have a good, is what? Evil. But that's the first deception, isn't it? Because remember the old song that says, the devil in tight blue jeans? The devil doesn't come with horns and a pitchfork. 
The devil's temptations always come looking good, desirable, and pleasurable. That's the thing. We, we have to get our discerning ears back. We have to get discernment again. And so they, they succumbed to, the, to what was the truth was that you should fix your eyes because the center of the garden is not the tree of good and evil. The center of the garden was the tree of life. So we should fix our gaze on the tree of life and then we should fix our gaze on the things of God, fix our gaze on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12, 2 and 3 says, who for the joy set before him was able to endure the suffering, the shame, and the brutality of the cross. Our deception comes when we no longer fix our eyes on Jesus, the tree of life. That word translated in Revelation, because the first book of the Bible speaks of the tree of life, Revelation speaks of the tree of life. In, in the New Testament alone, at least 134 times the same word for tree of life or life in Genesis and Revelation, 134 times in New, the New Testament is called Zoe or Zoe, which means life, God life, divine life, comes from God life. There's another word that comes that, that it's interchanged, it comes from the same root word is zao, or zao, Z-A-O, which means the breath of life. That's where we get the words to, to come alive again, to be resurrected, to, to have life again. We're in a zoe, zao moment where God is taking his breath and he's beginning to give life to us again and by divine presence and life so that we can have resurrected life, arise again, renew what God has promised us so we can walk with the breath of God in and through us. So we see in Genesis and Revelation, the first book of the Bible, the last book of the Bible, 134 times just in the New Testament in Zoe, at least 15 times, probably many, many more, but I know at least 15 where the word breath of life is given. So there's something God's saying, I believe, is stirring in us, trying to say, look, let's get back to the tree of life. Let's get back to Zoe life. Let's get back to God life. Let's get back to divine focus so that we can walk in the Zao, the resurrected, arising life, this, this living, breathing life that God wants for us. And it's just getting our eyes off the distractions and back on the Lord himself. Now watch this in Genesis 3. In one of my podcasts recently, I talk about who told you that you were naked. But there's three primary questions that God asked Adam and Eve. He says, after they succumbed to the deception of the sly serpent, the cunning one, the Lord says, first of all, when they went off and began to hide themselves in leaves, that was the first cover-up. For those that are old enough to remember, it was long before Watergate. I call it Figgate. But it was the very first cover-up, the point of first reverence where they, were, they sinned because they, they succumbed to the good, pleasant, desirable temptations of the devil. They began to run and put fig leaves on to hide from God. Where God wanted to be their complete covering, they needed to find their own covering. So God says, Adam, where are you? First question. Whenever we have fallen or failed God, the first thing we cannot succumb to, the first lie we cannot listen to is the devil saying, you don't need to be around God anymore. You need to come hang out with me. Because the very moment they had sinned, God was already saying, where are you? That's the scarlet thread of redemption. No matter what you've done, where you've been, what your past has been like, God is still trying to find a place of that scarlet thread of redemption to give you his 
Zao life back, that resurrected life, that breath of life. He doesn't want you to walk without his breath. He wants his breath in you. Where are you? First question we have to ask ourselves when we fail God, where am I really? It's that complete vulnerability and transparency with God and ourselves. The second question he asks him when he finds them, we were afraid and we hid from you. We made these fig leaves and God says, who told you that you were naked? First thing, when you sin against God, oftentimes, how many ever said, I can't wait to get to know God, go sin. How many go, I can't wait to marry that righteous fox and go sin on her. I can't wait to marry that holy hunk in church and one day go cheat on him. I can't wait to become a successful businessman so I can be corrupt and be on American greed. Look, no one sets out to fail. No pastor sets out to do that. They start with a heart from God to go minister to God's people. And somewhere along the way, the devil gives them the same temptations that Jesus went through being filled with the Holy Spirit and going into the desert to be tempted of the devil. If Jesus is our example, why do we think that we're not going to have those moments where the devil tries to cunningly be sly and deceive us? And the only way to overcome is what Jesus said. It is written. We must keep our eyes fixed on the tree of life. It is written, it is written, it is written. So the devil can't lie to us and distort the truth with a part truth that causes us to be deceived by what is good, pleasant, and desirable. No one sets out to say, I can't wait to fail. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you needed more than me to make you satisfied? Who told you that you needed something besides what I promised you? Who told you you could trust someone else instead of me? Who told you you weren't smart enough? You didn't have enough. You weren't good looking enough. You know, the devil gives us all these different lies that, that you're not this, you don't have that, you can't do this, because, because, because. And God says, in me is complete satisfaction of the soul. In me is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So God says, who told you that you need more? Who told you that you were naked? And then finally, the third thing he says, what is this you have done? In my book, Leadership Awakened, I talk about this, that I have to be brutally honest with myself. I don't want to run from God. I want to be like King David. When even in the, He would pray, God, even if there's any presumptuous or hidden sin in my life, if there's anything, Lord, that I've done that would hinder you from being able to bless the people, then God, show me any hidden presumptuous sin in my life. And when the prophet said, Thou art the man, instead of trying to make excuses, he rent his clothes and repented. There was consequences for the choices he made, but yet God saw the heart of him and said, He is a man after my own heart. There's something about honesty, being vulnerable to God, that even in our imperfections, say, God, and when God says, What is this you have done? God, I don't want to make any excuses. Forgive me, Lord. Help me, God. Redeem me from the, the ways of the flesh. I know the flesh wars against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. Help me, God, to be what you want me to be. It's in that kind of heart that God can do the scarlet thread of great redemption and bring us to greater value than before. Let's look at something real quick because I want you to see this. Go with me to Acts chapter 20 because I want to move us from the Zoe life because there's three things I want us to get and to keeping the Zoe life, because there's three questions God asks after the sin, but here's three things that God wants us to do as an action plan to walk in the fullness of the Zoe life. Amen? One, you've got to learn to pull down every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Who told you they were naked? 
Pull down those vain imaginations when the devil tries to deceive you and be sly and cunning and lie to you. How do you pull down vain imaginations? Know the word, character, nature of God by staying in his word, staying in his presence. So when the devil says, you're not smart enough, well, it doesn't matter if I'm smart enough. I've had people that have third grade reading skills. Hope deferred made the heart sick, but as soon as they learned that they could do anything in Christ, learn how to read and write through the Bible. There's something about the word that changes your capacity to do more than you ever thought you could do. Second, pull down every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Secondly, fix your gaze or our gaze on the Lord, Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. So fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. If we fix our gaze on the tree of life, the giver of life, Jesus himself, then we're able then to pull down those vain imaginations, overcome the temptations in our wilderness, desert times, and say, no, it is the word, it is written. And that brings us to the third thing. Speak Zoe life. Speak life. Speak the word. When you don't know what else to do, you speak the word. You speak what you know because the word never fails. People are succumbing to the darkness of the lies of the serpent and the evil one and they forget that God is still Zoe life to us. And the very one who brought us out of Egypt and out of darkness into his marvelous light is still there even when circumstances seem like they're so dark that we can't get through them. We've got to speak Zoe life. Speak life over one another. Speak life over your spouse. Speak life over your children. Speak life into situations that seem impossible. Speak life. So pull down vain imaginations. Fix your gaze on Jesus himself, your tree of life. And thirdly, speak Zoe. Speak God life. Speak God life. Speak good divine life by speaking God's word over your situation and over those that you love. James says that the tongue is such a small part of the body, but it blesses and curses out of the same mouth. We should do that. We should be speaking life over people. Speak that which is not as though it were. I'm not saying that we have to be ignorant of what we see. No, we know the wiles of the devil, but we give no place to the devil. We need to know what his, his tactics are, so when he tries his tactics, it is written, buddy. So now watch this in Acts chapter 20. I love this. It's Acts 20, verse 7. Let's start there. Now, on the first day of the week, when the disciples came to gather to break bread, Paul, ready to depart uh, the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There, was, there were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathering together. And in a window sat a certain young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep. And as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. Now watch this, Eutychus. We even in the church, listening to the Apostle Paul, getting into the Word, sometimes our spirit man is so overwhelmed with stress and pressure in life that we don't even realize that we fall asleep. He had fallen, and it says that he fell to his death, and it says here then in verse 10, but Paul went down, fell on him, embracing him, said, Do not trouble yourself, for his life is in him. Now when he had come up, had broken bread and eaten, and talked a long while, even till daybreak, he departed. And they brought the young man in alive, and many were not a little comforted. That word alive is zao. It comes from the same word as zoe. So God life, spoken in the right situation, in the right scenario, brought back this resurrected life to arise. And so here we are today. I believe that God is saying to us, as we fix our eyes and our gaze on him, in the midst of storms, for example, an eagle is able to go past the storm clouds, 
You don't see a, the sunshine anywhere, but an eagle gets above the storm clouds and fixes its gaze on the brightness of the S-U-N. When we go through the storms of life, when we go through difficulties, the ability to fix our gaze on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, is to get above the clouds, the storms that we see, not to look at the storm and the results of the storm, but to look past the clouds, get above the clouds, soar with wings like eagles, to fix our gaze on the brightness of the S-O-N. It's in that place we find our Zoe and our Zao life. Amen? Now, similarly, we look at things like in Revelation 11, 11, it says the breath of life from God. Ezekiel 37, verse 5, 9, and 10, dry bones. Remember the coming of the dry bones and the breath of God. That's the Zao life. That's the Zao of God, the resurrection of God, the life of God that is breathed by the Zoe life that brings Zao, that brings resurrection, to bring us to a rising of, the, of a place of hope in the midst of difficulties. God is speaking to us again. Wake up! Speak Zoe life. I believe for me, God was saying, this isn't just for you. Speak life. Remind people of the Zoe life. That I want to Zao them. I want to breathe life back into them. I want to take them out of that place of being asleep. Take them out of that place of being discouraged. That place of a sense of no hope. And I want to speak life into them. And then I want to breathe my breath of life into them. Speak Zoe life, the God life, so we can receive the Zao, the breath of God again. If you think about it, every one of us who call upon the name of the Lord had those moments when we first got goo goo gaga for Jesus. Or as Keith Green just say, bananas for Jesus. When we were in that place, it was like nothing can go wrong. And then life happens and things go on in life and we get so discouraged. Let's receive that place of our Zoe fixing our lives on the tree of life, Jesus, the author, finisher of our faith, so that he can give us the Zao, the breath of his life again. It's time for us to rise. It's time for us to rise up again. In the final two verses, just to encourage you when you have a chance to read them later, John chapter 1, verse 4, says this, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. That word is Zoe life. The God life is in the midst of darkness. Now watch this, and finally, in Isaiah chapter 60, a scripture we're all familiar with, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light is come, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. That's the Zoe life. That God life is rising upon you and the glory of God is upon you. This is where God has us right now. Why? Because the suddenly is about to happen. He wants us to get ready, get aligned, re set our gaze, fix our eyes on the tree of life, fix our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ, so that he can, when he breathes, that wind comes, the breath of his life comes, he will ignite us into this place of a suddenly moment, and God will fulfill his destiny in you and in me and the corporate body. Where are you? Who told you that you were naked? Pull down every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God in Christ Jesus. What is it the devil's been lying to you about? Pull down those vain imaginations. And secondly, fix your gaze. Get above the storm that you're going through. Mount up with wings like eagles. Get above those storm clouds and fix your eyes on the brightness of the S-O-N and regain your strength. And thirdly, to do that, speak Zoe life. Speak life. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God.
Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. Remember this in closing. When Moses was told by God to pick up the serpent, turn it into a rod, and they were complaining about not having water in the desert, he said, strike the rock. And water came out of a rock and gave them more than enough water in the desert. The second time, God said to Moses, when the people complain about not having water in the desert, God says, speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. He didn't say strike it again. He said, speak to it. What we have a tendency to do in our walking with God for a long time, we tend to go back to what we're comfortable doing. Well, God did it that way. Well, God did it that way before. Well, God did it that way for that person. God doesn't tell us to do it that way. He says, do it the way I told you to do it. So he says, don't strike the rock again. I said, speak to the rock. What does that mean to us? When you're a Christian, Jesus was struck on the cross for you. He is the rock. He's the rock of your salvation. So Jesus was crucified and struck on the rock for your salvation, your healing, your liberation, your deliverance, and your freedom. And now God says, you don't have to strike him again. Use his word. Speak to the rock. Speak Zoe life. Speak Zoe life. And receive this Zao, the breath of life, from him, the tree of life. Don't lean on what you've done before. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't do it the way you used to do it. It's time to hear from God with fresh manna, with fresh revelation for what God is saying. We, we look at the landmarks of the past, but we live today, and we say, God, what does you want me to do today to get ready for tomorrow? Speak, Zoe, life. Speak to your rock of your salvation. Speak the Lord's word. There's nothing that will ever fail when you speak and say, when, just like the devil, when he questioned God, when he questioned Jesus, he said, it is written. Read the word, speak the word into your situation because God's word never comes back void. Hallelujah. I pray that this message was an encouragement to you today and for all of us to be reminded that as we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that we too can walk in the God life, the Zoe life, the divine life. And by the Holy Spirit working in and through us, we can receive the breath of life and share the breath of God's life to others. If this podcast or other podcasts have been a blessing to you, please take a moment to share it with others. And if you have a prayer request, please email us at prayer at somebodycares.org. That's prayer at somebodycares.org. If you'd like to find out more about the ministry, go to somebodycares.org. That's somebodycares.org. Here's an action point for all of us today. One, when the enemy begins to subtly lie to you, begin to speak whispers into your mind and make you doubt God's word. Remember, Jesus said, it is written. Speak the word of God. Speak the truth. Speak Zoe life over your situation and circumstance, over your family, whatever you may be going through. And number one, pull down every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God or the truth of God. And secondly, fix our gaze, fix your gaze on the Lord himself. Remember the brightness of the S-O-N? Get above the storm clouds. Whatever you're going through, go above the storm, fix your gaze and your eyes on the Lord, the brightness of the S-O-N. And thirdly, speak life. Speak God's word. Speak to the rock of your salvation because God's word will never come back void. Speak the Zoe life today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. 
please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.